1: The cat sat on the starts right now live from the Nasdaq market side overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee. Our traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, David Seberg, Steve Grosso, and Guy Adami. Tonight on Fast Bitcoin inching toward $10,000 for the first time since March is an even bigger rally ahead. Our favorite crypto baller Brian Kelly will be here. Plus, where's the magic? Disney stock is struggling despite dominating the box office, but it could all change next week. We'll tell you why one trader is betting the stock is about to break out. But first, we start off with the market rally. The Dow is surging more than 300 points after Goldilocks jobs report seemed to set fire to stocks and investors seemed to shrug off this week's volatility. But it was these words that got Wall Street really excited.
0: It is an unbelievable company. I mean, that, if you look at Apple, I think it earns almost twice as much as the second most profitable company in the United States. It's a, it's a wide, wide gap. I mean, it's it's an amazing business. I mean, here's a company that's you know whatever the earnings are 60 billion or whatever and you can put all their products on a dining room table
1: The Oracle of Omaha unveiling to CNBC this morning that he bought a whopping 75 million shares of the tech giant in the first quarter adding to his already large stake and everything is awesome for Apple the stock hitting all-time high up a whopping 13% gaining more than 100 billion dollars in market cap this week alone shares getting a boost after it squashed out it's about the strength of iPhone sales and its earnings report on Tuesday so does Apple keep rallying from here? Can it take the rest of the market along with it? And
2: who sings this song? I, whoever it is, they should stop. Stop <laughs> singing <Saran laughs> <Tegan. laughs> Who? Saren Teagan. Teagan and oh, Sarah. I the karaoke bar for crying out loud. Well. Anyway, back to the topic. Back to the Apple continue to rally from here? I, listen, I thought the quarter was fine. We discussed the quarter. The stock opened around that $175 level and sort of hovered there. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. I think the reason why it rallied today, obviously, is because there's a Buffett headline. Historically, we've seen this. Mr. Buffett comes in, you see rallies in the names, and then you see a back and fill. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're going to see in Apple. But if we're going to somehow associate today's market move giving any credit whatsoever or some of the credit to Apple, I think that's wrong. I think the market was doing this today, regardless given what you talked about at the top of the show.
3: I I, I agree. I think this was a a catalyst. This added to the the fuel or the kinetic energy, as Todd Gordon would say. Once the the momentum started, it kind of filled through. But. I, I did not like his comment that all their products can fit on one table. I think that's the negative on Apple. You don't want their products <laughs> fitting on one table. You want to move into the into the cloud, into the services arm. So if that's up 31%, I went into the uh, to the print long. I'm still long the name. But I do like Guy's Call. I think I'm ready for a little back and fill on Monday or Tuesday. I, I think of, it's a sell now.
1: I sort of feel like the tell on the market was yesterday. I mean, really, from yesterday's lows to today, we're up more than 700 points. We sort of saw that coming yesterday. Well, yeah,
4: I mean, the the bulls on the desk last night had it right. I I didn't think that there was a payroll number, and you guys haven't talked about that yet today. I mean, there was a payroll number that probably was right down the fairway for the market in terms of how benign it was in a world where we've been very concerned about this number. I mean, as far as the Buffett trade, first, with all due respect to the Oracle, who's who's proven time and time again to be buying, but chasing his three-month old trade is not what I want to do. So, uh, you know, Apple, I think those numbers were all about the services. That was 14.5% of of, uh, uh, of the overall revenue mix, which is a fantastic, what are we going to be, a $100 billion company in a couple of years, just in services. That's very, very good. I think you're going to get your 220 to 225 million units this year. But more importantly, this is a company that is giving back cash uh, very, very rapidly. And we know that they are $50 billion in free cash flow a year, typically.
5: And it's a company that obviously, the $100 billion that the they start, announced
4: yeah. not, wasn't really new news, but it was, it was good news.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, it's been 160, 180 sort of has been that range. And when it gets to 160, you just buy with your eyes closed. 180 has been really that level where it's become a funding short. And I look at it here and say, I don't believe there's a lot more upside here. I think it is you know, the Buffett sort of like, but Dana, you know. just news. to I,
3: I, yeah, I want you to finish, but when you say 160 and you but I'm buy not gonna with your eyes you. closed, there's not, there's <laughs> not, you can interrupt me interrupting yeah, you yeah. in one second. <laughs> so, the 160 buy with your eyes closed, there's a lot of people who were talking about the story is over, the, it's a hardware well, company, it's not, it's and you not. have to get out of the name. So it was not a buy with your eyes closed. It was, I think the story is over, all the suppliers no, no, that said it was I, over. I think it was,
5: a, I think it was a buy with your eyes closed. I think we said it on the show, it's a buy with your eyes closed, because there is one component of it that people are missing, the street expectations on the service. Services side they don't have high expectations very flat expectations going to the outer years so if they can ramp that business you're going to see an inflection in street numbers they're going to go higher that's going to meet, that could meaningfully shift and take the sort of if any sort of like a, you know margin you know decrease comes to the to the iPhone or any hit to the iPhone that can offset it dramatically so I think that's the part of the equation that people were missing at that level plus the fact that you had repatriation and other things that could have occurred stock buybacks, etc., that would have drawn the stock higher. So I look at it here and say it's gotten too far. 185 or 184 wherever it went out through the Buffett sort of like, you know, commentary. I think it's overdone. I think it settles down. You don't I, need to chase it here.
4: I think we're making too big a deal out of a $20 move in a $175 stock. I mean, it's moved plus or minus 10% like many right. of the stocks in the market. But this, so is on they, top, mm. this is
1: on top of a very big week already. I mean, the stock for the week is up it about 13%. Five, you're right. And into so the numbers it easily it could have said, you know what? We already had this rally coming into Warren Buffett's comments. And so we're not going to rally anymore. Okay, so did.
4: your original comment was what's the allegory for the market? Yeah, and my view is that until, until the S&P gets above uh, 26.75. It's still breaking down every single time on this downtrend. I know we've got a great chartist coming in here, but um, I needed to get
5: that in I first.
2: Really don't hope don't it's forget a part of worth, by the really? way. Really? What if it's not? Then I'll, I might get up and leave. It's going to make that <laughs> other guy
3: feel really. Don't awkward.
2: forget the, the
5: commentary <laughs> though <That too. laughs> about the funding short. Right? There was a lot of short covering in the tape today on Apple. Apple was a lot of short covering, so keep that in mind.
1: Maybe the allegory is the day that Apple reported, or the day after Apple reported. Apple had a big gain. What did the markets do? Apple
2: no, a, so, sorry, yeah, Apple outperforms the markets Apple Apple is your form. point. Yeah. You know, and, Dan, and Dan Nathan, who's going to be on this show in 24 minutes, mm-hmm. will have well, we'll a different have told show. You it's, a different it's a different show. show but, but he said, you know, the market, Apple can rally without the broader market. He was correct, at least for a few days. Again, to Tim's point, I'm with you. The S&P still has a lot of work to do, but I think today in terms of the jobs number, there's nothing predictable about this market. But I think given what we've seen, given on a Friday, given the way it bounced off the lows yesterday, it was somewhat predictable. What seemed
1: kind of interesting to me was the leadership in the market. We saw tech, which wasn't surprising. Semis are back. And Staples. I thought that was an odd sector. Well, because earnings, to be-
5: because earnings were so poor for a lot of companies you know, over the past several weeks. You had better earnings that actually you know, shifted gears for people. And I think
3: people were caught off guard. So you saw a rally in the staples just based on that. Staples have been so oversold. Oversold. This is is a segment where we've talked about the 10-year. We've talked about Staples. It was really people trying to reach for anything where it hasn't rallied or hasn't become overbought, even with these little pivot rallies that we've seen, and Staples fits that bill.
1: All right. Well, our next guest called the Apple breakout on Monday.
6: Apple is it ahead of itself. It's made no progress. It is dead even with the market for three years. So we can't consider it sort of. A runaway stock or expensive. And then the chart itself, no lines. Here come the lines. And I'm going to make the bet that we bounce, 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 bounce. So I want to be long for that in response to earnings. That
1: was a great call. So Apple hitting all-time highs, having its best week in seven years. Nice call, Carter, but will Apple get the broader market going? What do you think?
6: You know, I suspect not, but uh, let's talk about it. Uh, what we know is uh, Apple was one of the exceptions that came out and acted well after its results when that's not the case for most of the large S&P 500 companies. But the market itself is, is an optically clear sort of situation, meaning the lines that we put in will make it clear in the sense that it's a, it's a well-defined series of lower highs and higher lows that represents indecision. And there's an adage from 1930s and 40s, sharp indecision is resolved sharply. So, if we do put in the lines, you can see this setup. Here's the longer term chart, and take a look. Now, it's all about the tension that's occurring right here. And we know that this has bounced to the penny to the penny, to the penny, off this line on February, and we're working in a tighter turn. That kind of setup is resolved sharply. And there are a lot of people who think it's quite bullish for the reasons that we know. Earnings are good. Rates are uh, accommodated, if you will. Taxes are improving, if you will. And then a lot of people say it's the end of the cycle. And so we're likely to get a very big resolution out of this. My hunch is down. It's not based on this chart. It's based on studying the stocks that compose the chart. Right, the parts compose the whole. The whole comprises the parts. So many individual securities have already broken trend. Um, the presumption is that that's the way the market goes.
1: Carter comes over. Sure.
4: Are you kidding me? After that Carter, Apple call? Come on over, Carter. I
1: Ryan's going to bring the chair in. I was going to say, we, Thanks,
4: Ryan. we should go over to him. <laughs> I mean, after yes. that move, I mean, unbelievable. Nice. I mean,
1: that'd be very crowded over there. Okay. Very crowded. Um, which sector is causing you the most concern as it relates to you believing that the S&P 500 will break lower as opposed to higher?
6: So if you think about it, the two areas of the market that were considered the most uh, important because of their headline opportunity, financials and industrials, one because of tax cuts, the other because of rates going uh, higher. And actually, both are disappointing the market. Industrials in particular, we know the big heavy names, almost to a, to a stock have all rolled over. And the big banks are not getting a lift as rates have moved to 3%. In fact, utilities have been one of the big leaders. I think tech still remains the favorite in the sense that idiosyncratic growth is the most defensive thing you can do.
3: So, Carter, I'm going to reverse the question. The question was, can Apple rally without the S&P rallying? And you're negative on the S&P. Apple, you think can rally? Can Apple continue though? And what level? Because at this point, it feels like it wants to revert. It feels like it wants to give a little bit back. It had that explosion to the upside. Can we get back to 200 or 210? I'm a big overshoot guy with Fibonacci levels. Do you see it breaking out to above
6: 200? You know. Uh I put out a note following that thing to said that one is well served to take profits into the move. Um, but it's gone further. I suspect it's got some more in it. And it didn't hurt to have a certain person talk about it uh, during the week. Yes?
1: Um, you know what's interesting, Carter, is I, I talked to another technical analyst this week
6: I had to. I was no, on it's not, cheating. You guys
1: were on, on a break. Katie no, it's even, it's I even, had to talk to her. There aren't
6: any other technical analysts.
1: But she <laughs> had the same chart, and she thought the S&P F- F- 500 was going higher. Well, so in ter- well, yeah, so at the, are we at a point here where it's simply your interpretation, well, your hunch? It's, if it's if the same way
6: it. you can have a securities analyst, highly trained, qualified, certified, at a major bulge bracket bank, that has a buy on a stock. And this uh, equally qualified individual has it as a sale. They have the same information, same spreadsheets, same models, same access to management. And it's very interpretive. In fact, um, the best things in life are subjective. And so uh, either wow. uh, the, the judgments. So deep. So that, deep. that is. is I We should
4: stop right there. That stop right Floyd there. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is very true.
2: Deep thoughts. Uh, deep
1: thoughts <laughs> with, with Carter, Carter Braxton, Braxton Worth.
2: Worth. Thanks. can't talk the rest of the show until I say your name. <laughs> Melissa Lee, there you go. That'd be
1: very unfortunate. Carter, good to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you, Carter Braxton Worth. Um, how about the levels
3: you're watching this week? So we've 26.62 is actually a big Fibonacci level in the S&P cash. Guy talks about that 2580 le, 85 level on the way down. We've held a bunch of levels in the S&P. The most important one is the 200-day moving average. Let's see what happens on Monday. We didn't have explosive volume on this rally higher, which makes me
6: question the move.
1: Coming up, Bitcoin nearing $10,000, and it's got the crypto universe in a frenzy. Our own crypto bra- baller, not brawler, baller, <laughs> Ryan Kelly, was at a Fed gathering where some very interesting things were said about Bitcoin. BK will break it all down. Plus, it is the attack of the Shack, Shake Shack, that is, to stock up nearly 20%, having its second best day ever. We'll tell you how long this burger blowout could last, and later... Can Disney CEO Bob Iger deliver the mouse house gearing up for earnings next week? There's one thing traders are looking for that could send the stock soaring. We'll tell you what that is. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. Welcome back to Fast Money. Uh, We have a Bitcoin alert for you. Bitcoin nearing $10,000. The crypto has been in stealth rally mode since early April. So, what is going on here? Our own Bob Bassani breaks it all down. Hi, Bob.
0: The recent low for Bitcoin was $6,600 on April 5th, but since then, Bitcoin's up 45%. It sold off going into mid-April. Many attributed this to tax selling pressure, since some holders may have to sell their coin to pay taxes. The real turnaround occurred on April 12th, just before tax day. Bitcoin surged 17% on heavy volume. Despite regulatory setbacks, Bitcoin's been gaining respectability this year. Volume has been increasing slowly in the Bitcoin futures contract and Bitcoin was up another 7% this week as the New York Times reported that Goldman Sachs would soon be trading Bitcoin futures. And Today, Coinbase announced it was allowing higher limits and instant trading to their accounts. There will be additional security also to help prevent unauthorized sends of digital currency. Finally, for those of you who want to trade technicals, more positive news in the last week or so. Bitcoin broke a descending trend line. Since January, there's been a series of lower highs put in that's a negative trend, but that downtrend has now been broken. Back to you, Melissa.
1: All right, thank you very much, Bob Pisani, for more on where Bitcoin is heading. Let's bring in our crypto baller, Brian Kelly. He joins us now live from the Hoover Institution's Monetary Policy Conference in BK. I know that there are a lot of uh, Fed officials roaming around there, and, and key to Bitcoin's future is how the Fed is going to view Bitcoin. There have been a, a number of white papers put out by regional Fed, um, Fed offices around the country. So is there a general consensus at this point?
7: No, I would say there's not necessarily the general consensus, although there's been a lot of thought about it put towards it. You know, when I would go to events like this in the years past, you would kind of dismiss Bitcoin. But it's been brought up several times at this conference and taken quite seriously. And I think you have to with the market cap at uh, half a trillion dollars at, at this point. I think it's a serious market.
1: Is there any regional Fed in your view that's sort of taking the lead on this? I mean, you would imagine the New York Fed might take the lead. But the St. Louis Fed actually put out a white paper pretty recently about this.
7: Yeah. Each individual Fed has done some good work on this. I know Steve Leisman has been talking to a lot of them today at this conference. Uh, I have not noticed a particular Fed that's taking the lead, although uh, the St. Louis Fed, what was interesting about that paper is they really compared Bitcoin uh, to a fiat currency and how the valuation was very similar. Uh, So we talk a lot about, oh, is Bitcoin in a bubble or is Bitcoin not in a bubble? But They just said essentially that the value of Bitcoin is the same, or at least determined in the same way, as fiat currency.
1: And they also sort of acknowledge that there is a place for digital currency, for for cryptocurrency specifically, which I thought was was pretty interesting in terms of acknowledging the value of Bitcoin uh, with a function. Um, In terms of the most recent stealth rally, BK, what are some of the catalysts you see uh, that could possibly keep this
7: going higher? We've seen a couple different things. Bob just mentioned in his report about uh, Goldman Sachs trading Bitcoin futures. If we just kind of look back historically, the last time that Goldman made a big move into the cryptocurrency space was back when they bought into circle financial uh bitcoin was at two hundred dollars at that point in time so goldman is definitely and i know you guys covered it they are definitely the leader among the institution in the space so that's one catalyst we have Uh, number two we could get some regulatory clarity and the one thing that's interesting is bitcoin is clearly a currency i think almost everybody that i've talked to and people here at this event are thinking about bitcoin as a currency and not a security We'll decide later on about the other ones, but Bitcoin's getting a little bit of lift from that. And then finally, the big event of the year is Blockchain Week in New York. That's coming up uh, next week or May 14th. And uh, essentially, everybody from the world will be descending upon New York to talk about cryptocurrency. So a little bit of a playground for BK. All
1: right. We'll see you back here then. I assume that you're going to be here in New York for that, BK. Brian Kelly. I'll I'll be there. All right. See you then. Bye. What do you think of the what we've seen the price action? Bob had an interesting technical chart. I don't know if you well, agree with the lines.
4: I, I think the technicals are maybe the most impressive thing right now. And again, around 9,200, you actually saw Bitcoin Bitcoin break above uh, that downtrend that started in mid-December, uh, and then this powerful kind of 100 over the 200. It was you know it led to kind of this explosive move higher. So I think for now, uh, I would agree with that technical view that Bitcoin stays in this zone.
2: 6500 held a couple times. We talked about it. We played that game. If you didn't have the name on top and just, oh, looked, the chart. The chart. You just looked at the chart. Just, yeah, you you the chart you just looked at the chart. Yeah, what would you think the chart? And we talked about it then. You know, you could trade against 6500 That's when it was in the low sevens. And it's worked. I will tell you, and Steve, I think, said this last night. Goldman Sachs getting into this business right. will look back on six months, wherever this thing is trading, and say that was a turning point yeah. for
3: cryptocurrencies, in my
2: opinion.
1: How about Square? Where are you on that? So Square, I'm I'm back
3: long again. I have a two-thirds position. So I sold sold it, and then I bought back a two-thirds position, waiting for the market to wash out. But when you look at their Bitcoin play and when you see adoption, if adoption increases and it becomes more prevalent throughout Wall Street banks, then there's going to be more Bitcoin mining. AMD, Nvidia, these stocks have performed. Those are the go-to names if you don't want to buy the outright currency
5: I, I like Bitcoin here we just actually had a, a, a couple of people come in and market an exchange to us this afternoon and we talked about all the big firms are getting involved I mean not just Goldman Sachs, it's every big firm getting involved. the institutional community is taking notice they're definitely going to be there probably early part of next year if not late part of this year I'd stay as, as a buyer here.
1: Still ahead? It is a burger blowout. Fast food darling Shake Shack having its second best day ever. Come on, guys. (laughs) But one trader says it's not too late to get in. He'll explain why next. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC. First in business worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast.
6: You want to see something really scary? Then check out the Tesla chart, because it's flashing a major sell sign, and we'll tell you how to profit. Plus, man, this is a good-tasting cigarette. Maybe, but cigarette stocks have been murdered for your portfolio. But something just happened that could signal a bottom. And we'll tell you what that is when Fast Money Returns.
1: Welcome back to Fast Money. Shake Shack shares surging a whopping 18% today and topping the tape. The burger chain having its second best day ever after reporting better than expected earnings, increasing its full year guidance as digital orders and deliveries help boost sales. Shake Shack plans to open another 32 to 35 U.S. company owned stores this year as it continues to aggressively expand. So is it time to take a bite out of the shack? Berg, what do you say?
5: I say no. I'm not a big fan of this story. I think it's still very overvalued. I think the delivery side of it is a a difficult business to jump into. It's going to hit their margins. I think there's other companies like Wingstop I'd rather own that's much better set up and I think it's a much better play at these levels from a valuation perspective. So not a buyer shack here.
4: Interesting. Coincidence or not, stocks started doing a lot better when Guy Adami stopped working there. Um, Ultimately, sales (laughs) up 29%. This is now a growth story again. And that was the question. Were they cannibalizing sales? Did they have the ability to grow? They're going to grow four or five new international locations in addition to the domestic. I like it. It's not cheap, but I like it. It's funny
2: how, t- see, it's all in the way you look at things, right? I mean, it's all
4: sure.
1: in the way. Class I mean, is have full. Because hey, you, you worked there, I I would the say stock went higher? the
2: day I started working there was the bottom of the stock, and that was like a 32 <laughs> handle. We turn. talked about that turn. night. Look she at she it would. now. We sat on a show that night. Great story <laughs> here. Yes. Blah, look at that. No, no hair, 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 hair No hair No hair No gloves. No gloves. No gloves.
4: I mean, I'm shocked they even let that footage out.
2: Well, they let it out, and the stock is almost doubled <laughs> since. my pushback would be, they have 25% operating margins. That's pretty ridiculous Randy in is doing world. a good job over there.
3: Doing a good job. Yeah. So, this- I, I, you just mentioned digital. Digital. You remember when we You're started go talking back to about Domino's. that? No, I think it's time to sell. <laughs> Actually, it's time to sell Domino's. Oh, when Patrick Doyle is leaving, I think he was the he was the guy that really put a lot of turnaround in place. I think you got to let it breathe, lock in some profits. I do like Shack, and I do like the short interest.
1: All right, shifting gears. It is called the most exciting two minutes in sports. The 144th Kentucky Derby race kicks off tomorrow. The event is expected to draw in millions of spectators. So in lieu of final trades, uh, the traders will pick out their long shot stock picks. So, Tim, kick it off. Yeah,
4: 100 to 1 long shot. Chesapeake, also my stock pick draft.
5: 32. AT&T, letter T, T, would be a buyer here. I think there's only upside.
3: Grasso. Match group, get long. Maybe you find some love. <laughs> Good oh. luck with Pickle coming on. I love. i gonna watch. It. I'll be here. At AMD. There's
2: a conference, J.P. Morgan conference on the fifteenth that will rally into that. Mel.
1: That does it for us here on Fast. See you back here uh, on Monday at five. Do not go anywhere. Options action starts right after this break.
3: What's on the horizon for financial markets?